Coming up on TMS, Bleats by Dre. Braunschweiger, sure. I like all kinds of music. The Telltale Smoke Alarm. My Beauty Monkey Hump. Look out, demons. I've got balls. The chirp is coming from inside the house. I don't like licking 9-volt batteries. Watching Netflix at the speed of drunk. Omnidirectional chirps. Flibbity stick it and his time up the mountain. Such a good book. Lego, my egonog. Not seeing anything with a penis. And the whatnot, too. Not enough bacon. Ween didn't start the fire with Amy. Scamming scammers with Wendy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Many have seen the new fad going around today called Pokemon Go. You go around on your phone and you look for these little monsters. And supposedly they're hiding in certain places and you can find them through your phone. That sounds weird. That Pokemon Go game is allowing people to see into the spirit world and they have animated demons and oh don't they look so cute on your phone i've had the nervous poops all week the morning stream now gluten-free Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. It's Thursday, October 13th, 2022. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian David. Hi, Scott. I'm seeing what demons I have uh, available to me now, right now that I can see in the spirit world. Oh my gosh, everybody. Beware. It's a Teddy Ursa. What? Ooh, it's the demon that looks like a teddy bear. Oh my oh no. gosh. With this, uh, the long uh, occult symbol of the moon on its head. That's right. You know, which tells... Oh my gosh, oh. there's also the demon that looks like a sheep with uh, Beats by Dre headphones Oh on no, it. who's the sheep oh now? No. Oh no. Oh no. Watch out, demons. Yeah, look out, demons. I've got, I've got balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look out. I got Beware, these. demons. <laughs> I've got brightly colored white and red balls. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. We're glad to be here. It's the end of our broadcast week uh, for a little bit of you. Some of you are going to watch us on Couch Party tomorrow, but uh, that's right. Boy, are you most gonna, of you? Boy, are not. you going to watch us? That is true. So, uh, a couple things I want to get out of the way here. Yesterday, somebody sent me this tweet. I got to share this. Uh, so it's basically it was the back of a bus, and here's yeah. what it says. I kind of should this. Jesus Ween replace Halloween? Jesusween.com. A Christian gift giving festival, August thirty first. Okay, now I'm not saying. Well, when I first saw it, I thought, oh, maybe this isn't real, or this is just a joke or something. Yeah, yeah, right. No, it's real. Um, it's real. There really is a Jesus Ween. Yeah, and it's a legit like thing that's happening. Uh, they're actually having a. I got a. Push the little daisies, make them come up. Their website doesn't format right. It's weird. Anyway, uh, Jesus Ween, a.k.a. World Evangelism Day, is a global Christian gift-giving festival, a season to share the gospel and God's love to all mankind. JesusWeen.com. Now, uh, and they're all over the place. Like, they've got, like, actual reviews from stuff. They've got places like Time Magazine, the Huffington Post, Vice, or whatever, where they talk about these things. It's a legit thing. I just want to know. Who at what point sat down and said, uh, we should call this Jesus Ween, and nobody said anything. Right. Everybody, like, they were so, they were so uh, uh, focused on the fact that it was, oh, it's replacing Halloween. We, yeah. We've replaced the word 
hallow with Jesus. There's nothing else that we need to, we don't need to expand this thought any further because all of it is contained right in that replacing Halloween with Jesus Ween. We're great. Everything yeah. is set. We're done. Yeah, that's how you do it. It's like print up the t-shirts and the banners, everybody. It's like Festivus and Christmas. You kind of got the us at the end, you know? Right. You know, exactly. I get it. Yes. I see what they're doing. And nobody once yeah. went, oh, we- ween? Okay, ween. well, that's short yeah. for wiener. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Here's what I think. People did and didn't say anything. That's what I think. You think so? Yeah, they're in their big freaking... You think freaking- there's some, like, rebels in the, in the group who are like... Oh, yeah, let's yeah. see how hey, hey Bill, let's see how far this thing goes. Totally, dude. They're in some big church meeting, right? Somebody brought pizza. Yeah. It's late at night. They're like, "Well, we kind of there's so few URLs anymore. We need to pick one. Somebody just pick one. How about Jesus Ween?" And they go, "Oh, that's brilliant!" And then he goes, "No way! I was serious. I was kidding. That's joke. It's like a got penis." Uh, yeah, you, you you do see what that looks like, right? If you <laughs> just say that last bit by yeah. itself. Yeah, search Ween. Bill, what do you get? Uh, let's see Ween. I'm looking it up. Okay, I just did a search for Ween. Oh, a, there's a band I forgot called Ween. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's a great band called Ween. Yeah, American rock band. Led by Gene and Dean Ween. I guess that's what you would have found. Well, maybe they would have only found that and not, you know, went, okay, we're clear. The... <sighs> I can't believe that <laughs> you did a search. Uh, you know, I'm not going to do it. I don't want that in my search results, but you just did a search for Ween and, and just the band came up? Just like the band. Else? In fact, when I did an image search. Oh, wow, are you brave. I know. And I turned off. Uh, safe search. Safe search. So I've got safe search off. All I get is the band. That's it. That's amazing. Good on their SEO, man. I, you're not kidding. Uh, I'm blown away. Ween, ween SEO on fire. Yeah. There it oh, is. there's the photos. Look at that. Yeah. Nothing but Ween band. I'm, I'm scrolling just to see if I missed anything that was gross. Yeah. No, nothing. This I'm looking close to see if some of the pictures of the band Ween shows their actual Ween. Oh, that like could be. If, uh, behind uh, under their guitars but there, no no it looks like uh yeah. for some reason billy joel's in these results i don't know what that's about but there's no mm. i'm i am scrolling i'm about eight pages in no penis a song you're the piano ween 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 us a song to ween <laughs> now i'm getting into things that are like halloween but i'm not seeing anything with a penis that's fantastic there's stuff i'm just i'm wrecking my brains for a better billy joel uh, replaced the word ween in the title of one of his songs. It's hard, man. Uh, it's hard. Uh, uh, just, uh, moving out now. Moving. Uh, just the way you are. We're getting there. Just the ween you are. Just okay, the ween we're getting you there. Are. We're close. <laughs> we're getting there. Uh, <laughs> town ween. Not bad. Not bad. That's not bad. New River York. of weens. Yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the night. How about a ween kind of, no, a new ween kind of. What's the New York song? I'm a New York state of mind. State of state mind. Of ween. I'm, I'm in a New, New York, York state, state of ween. ween. That's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> not bad. Anyway, if you want to learn more about the alternative uh, festival, uh, Jesus JesusWeen.com. Uh, also, question for you. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Wow. We're, we're yeah. This is early for a question. Let me take a sip of coffee. Yeah. Take a coffee sip. Let me see if I can <sighs> okay, find it. Okay. Here we it. go. Um, okay. I'm going to try to find the sound itself. So, uh, here, hold on. <laughs> Weens from an Italian restaurant. <laughs> See, that's great from the title. He never yeah. actually sings scenes from an Italian restaurant in the song, but I do like that. Weens from an Italian restaurant. It's pretty good. It's yeah. pretty good. Okay, so listen to this sound. Okay. If I can play it. Here we go. Okay. You know the sound. Yeah. Right? That's the sound of a uh, battery. The uh, battery needs to be changed in one of your smoke detectors. Correct. Now, we had one go bad. Fine. Whatever. We'll, 
Yeah. We're, we, yeah. What we've been doing is when they've decided to poop out, we were actually replacing the entire thing with a bulk uh, bunch of these that we bought at Costco on sale because they are all older and suck. And we want to put these newer, like trackable ones in there and all that. But we're just kind of doing it piecemeal as they go down. Sure. sure. And uh, one of them was going off yesterday. Found it eventually. It's all good. But I have questions about how this all came to be. And I don't know if we're going to get good answers here. I know there's some people out there in like home security and home stuff in general that will write in and probably clear things up. But here's my question for for you anyway. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, who do you think decided the way... Okay, here's how they thought this should be handled. Mm-hmm. These are battery operated. Okay, cool. You know what would be good uh, to, for these to truly help people stay safe? They need to go off when there's smoke. Beep, beep. Okay, that's perfect, Bill. No problem. That's exactly what you want to put in there. Yeah. How about yeah. when the battery runs out and they look over at uh, Steve and Steve says, well, uh, what if we made it intermittently without being able to tell how long between each one of them? <laughs> what if we had a tiny ear piercing chirp so that at three o'clock in the morning or whenever it starts losing its battery, it wakes people up, but then they have to wait until they hear it again and then go, figure out where it's okay, coming from. Yeah. I think it was down that way. Right. And then make sure the and then, and then yeah. Steve says, make sure it's a chirp that throws itself all over the place and doesn't actually <laughs> direct you to the one that's going dead. Who did that? Yeah. Yeah. Here's here's my thinking on that cuz we've talked before about how Ugh. why don't they put some sort of little voice chip in there that says battery depleting or you know battery almost out cuz my headphones do that. Yeah. Or, um, or just to go, you know, some kind of bong yeah, just do, well, do, some lower sound. Battery I think has the gone lower. Chirp takes the chirp takes probably the least amount of battery power to do. So if <laughs> I just heard it. Yeah. Oh, that was was that, that you was playing me. it? Was was me playing it again. But see, okay. how would you know? You can't even tell. Was that it from this? For me, I yeah, heard I it and I went, well, Oh no, another one's going dead. Freaking well, oh. I knew it wasn't from my house. I knew it came from my headphones. So I knew it was either <laughs> you playing it or just one in your house going off. Sure. But um, no, my guess is purely a guess is that the amount of of uh, juice it takes to make a chirping sound is far less, and it can make that sound for a longer period of time to give you ample warning that your battery is about to die than a voice chip, which might you know maybe have a week less of uh, warnings and if you're in an office building where everybody's gone for a week oh we're going we're taking a hiatus and closing the shop for a week and we come back and and uh the batteries are dying on your smoke alarms voice chip you know they might all be dead already and you'd have no idea but oh, I uh, see. The chirping that makes sense you know the chirping might give it an extra week or two of being able to make noise now why a chirp and why not another sound yeah, just anything. Just- Electronics person probably be able to tell you that better, but it might be again that that to have a speaker that can make that noise would take less energy than a speaker and something that makes a a much less ear piercing sound. Yeah, and that makes perfect sense to me. Everything you just said actually is probably the answer. However, yeah. it's un it's in it's it's not enough. 
Like it sucks. Oh, is what it you're trying sucks. To say, Scott. It sucks. It finally is like down. It was like trying to find water in a desert. It was like, where is this freaking thing? Yeah. I yeah. know it's in this room. And then we'd all go to, we had three of us standing in three different places. <laughs> and then finally one went off and I think Carter's like, I think it's in here. And I'm like, really? Cause it sounded like it was down there. <laughs> there's a, uh, there's a rattle that sometimes happens in my car. Like if I'm going on the right kind of road or whatever the right conditions are. And there's this like, like a really high, not high pitch, but higher pitch than I'm able to make the sound. Sure. And, Tina, I'll be driving. And I said, "Could you figure out what that is? I think it's coming from there." And she's like, "No, it's coming from in front of you." And we're both like, you know, pointing in opposite directions as far as where the sound's coming from. And finally, I figure out that oh, it's the garage door opener that's on my visor, the little metal bracket that holds it onto my visor. Uh, it's pulled out a little bit, so it's it's not a firm, secure connection, and so it's just rattling the oh. the. Uh, Oh, that would drive me. That yeah. that would drive. Claire me. is laughing because I said pulled out a little bit, but uh, yeah, it's <laughs> causing that uh, garage door opener thing to rattle. No, but it's funny how those sounds, right? You can be in in such close proximity to it and still think it's coming from a, a different direction. Yeah, I don't like that when that happens. And I think the higher pitch or the or the more brief or maybe the more. Sh- um, I don't know. I don't know what the quality of the sound is, but something that throws itself all over the place like that, Mm -hmm. that is not Mm -hmm. efficient. It's horrible. Mm -hmm. And you're just making for a rough night. So I don't like it. Speaking of noisy. Yeah, Cow says they use piezo speakers, which can only produce high-pitched sounds. So if that's, there you go. Okay. So then, so you'd have to have some alternative in there that was like a separate little speaker-y, soundy thing. And so you're right. This this starts to become cost prohibitive. Yeah. Uh, Although, they've got to have some sort of rechargeable business. Oh yeah, well, because they're yeah. already plugged in, and that battery is just in there as a backup. Oh, is that true? Ours are ours are not. The, well, the one I replaced is in? not wired into the house, but uh, um, ours are wired into the house. Oh, uh, so, so yours you still think go it would off. Be smart to have some sort of rechargeable. Right. Um, right. Right. I guess. Right. Yeah. Why can't the, the 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 what is it? What's the battery called? That's a nine volt. Nine it's volt. Little square. So one, if you tumble, lick it, you know, tongue ticklers. Yeah, the tongue. I hate freaking hate those. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you could almost somebody could say to me, Scott, what's worse? What's the worst torture? Waterboarding in a foreign country in the dark mm-hmm. or licking this nine volt battery? <laughs> I think I'd say the nine volt battery because I hate it so much. <laughs> really? Oh. Just thinking about it. Ugh. I mean, I, I'm, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously over exaggerating here, but I do not like licking those things. Yeah. Yeah, Claire says, "Wait, your fire alarms are wired into your house. Why does it need a battery at all? Just in case of a power outage. Just like if, if the power goes out due to a fire, especially a fire somewhere else in the neighborhood, uh, you want uh, you you want that fire, uh, smoke alarm to work, uh, do its thing. Yeah, and maybe the thing would be to get a bunch of nine volt rechargeables and and just rotate those out every once in a while. You know, you could. Here's the problem with rechargeables, and and somebody definitely can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I get the feeling that those deplete faster than regular batteries. You yeah. recharge them, you yeah. know, but I think they they uh, lose their their juice faster. Yeah, the chewing gum loses its flavor on the bedpost overnight. <laughs> yeah. Weird that that's come up twice now this week. That song. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Oh, that and I'll, that for whatever reason, bed knobs reminds me of bed knobs and broomsticks and the passing of uh, of murder. She oh, wrote Angela um, Lansbury. Angela Lansbury. Yeah. That's a sad one. I she was nice, very nice Mrs. lady. Mrs. Potts. Yes, yeah. Mrs. Potts with her her whole uh, let's get the place ready and the candle and the clock and the whatnot. 
Uh-huh. Hey, uh, you were <laughs> talking my about favorite song. My favorite song, by the way, from Beauty and the Beast is "Let's Get This Place Ready with the clo- <laughs> with the candle and the clock and the whatnot." Yeah, and then you got uh, Winchester and the guy from Law and Order singing. It's great. It's an amazing <laughs> come movie. Come on in, come on in. We're getting everything ready for you. <laughs> With the clock and the candle and, and the, the what not and to. the what not to <laughs> did our best eat our best anyway <laughs> hey you know the, uh, Hungary has one of those roads you're talking about road noise um, yeah Hungary yeah. has a road where they play music when you drive over the little rough oh parts. yeah the little uh, like the one in uh, Nevada or Arizona there's oh, one here is in there the, I didn't know that yeah there's one here that does the uh, William Till overture oh well let's see what Hungary's doing I'm gonna play theirs. Let's see what we get here. There's even a music sign on the road before you hit it. Like a little music note. Okay, now he goes. Nope, almost. Okay, here it is. It's taking forever. Here we go. Do you recognize that? Some kind of. I don't. No, it's some sort of Hungarian sound. No, I do not. Maybe it's their their uh, national anthem or something. I don't know. It's pretty cool uh, though. Lancaster, Lancaster, California. Is that the one with the uh, uh, with the William Till overture? Uh, Cap Kipper just uh, put a a link in the chat. Oh, here it is, Lancaster, California. Let's see. All right, I'm gonna go over the. I'm gonna hear this guy talk about it. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Holy exactly. That's the speed limit. Okay. 35. Okay. Okay. And hopefully the engine. All right, we're at about 55. Oh my gosh, dude. Here it is, about 55 miles an hour, maybe 57. The musical road in Lancaster. I'm gonna say Hungry did it better. I'm just gonna say. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think that guy's driving the wrong speed because it's like a. <laughs> <laughs> a half note high yeah, and also just if you're on youtube just you don't have to explain it we know right it's exactly. in the description you don't have to go on for 10 minutes i jumped or yeah just say bit. here's the lancaster california musical road and begin they say the biggest lie youtubers tell is this phrase <laughs> all right now let's get right to it oh i think the biggest lie is a lot of people have asked me yeah to, that's a to make a video lie. like this yeah Oh, right, right. You're right. <laughs> it's like, no, you wanted to make this video. Nobody asked you to make this video. No one is like beating down your door saying, hey, could you please make a video explaining blah, 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 blah. Yep. Yep. And all the, all the YouTube videos, they start with, hey, guys, and all TikTok oh, yeah. videos start with the word, so. They always go, <laughs> they always go so, so impersonation yep. of a kid who's late for school talking to his mom. Yep. Man, I'm late for school. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> That's it. I hate how right you are. Gosh dang it. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh dang it. I've only seen, <laughs> like, if you added up the time I've spent in TikTok, I'd say it's still less than half an hour. <laughs> yeah. That's good for you. It's, it's usually the ones I send you and then you're out. <laughs> it's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. The ones you send me. And I'm hoping that you send me enough to set my algorithm so I never see another one of those other ones. Yeah. It'll again. all be music or and that. a couple of comedy things and that's it. That's yeah. God. The, the worst ones are the people who, who lip sync a comedy bit like oh yeah i hate that like oh here's a brian regan joke i really like but i'm gonna mouth it or act it hate no. it hate it I'm yeah not. can't stand that i also don't like the people that are gonna show me a list of two or three things like celebrities you didn't know had beards or whatever 
and they always start the video with text up here that's artificially put there by the app when you when you make <laughs> yes. it, and they go like this with their finger. <laughs> I hate that so much. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Here's a. Uh, I got an email that we need to read, and uh, okay. it goes like this: Send and receive email. This is M Hump twenty three. M Hump twenty three. M Hump. M Hump. My hump, my hump, my, my hump. hump. My beauty monkey hump. How's that song go? What did it do? My lovely lady lump. There it is. Which is just as bad as what you said. Not my beauty monkey hump. It's not that. Not my beauty monkey hump, but that's our, I think you've just said our show title. Fantastic. Here's, I don't know if, if anybody's <laughs> going to be able to come up with anything better than that. <laughs> well, here's what M Hump 23 says. It says, I just finished listening to t- uh, yesterday's TMS, so I wish I could have been there live to voice my opinion about the two things you guys were so opinionated about. <laughs> I remember as a kid, I couldn't eat it. It's talking about uh, Braunschweiger. Braunschweiger. Yeah. yeah. I remember as a kid, I couldn't eat it because it stunk. Uh, I was not a picky eater, by the way. I decided to see what was in Braunschweiger. And here's what I found was in commercial Braunschweiger. A typical commercial formula is about 40% pork liver or scalded Yum. beef liver. Yum. I don't know how they choose, which is whatever's on hand, I guess. I guess you know, whatever they can reach. Yeah. Whatever's, whatever's in reach. That's great. Yeah. Uh, 30% scalded pork jowl. Okay. 20% lean pork trimmings. Okay. 10% bacon ends and pieces. Okay. Added seasonings include salt, uh, often included white pepper, onion powder, chopped onion, and mace. What's mace? Uh, seasoning. Is it? I've never heard of it. Yeah. It's not, is that yeah. what they spray you in the face? Is that the mace? <laughs> oh, you know, I don't know. I never made that connection. Is that what's in like pepper spray? Like it's a uh, mace? The Yeah, when they say is mace, the... is that what they mean? I don't know. <sighs> Maybe. We're about to learn something here. We are about to learn something. Yeah, same thing. Same plant. Okay, thanks. Never, yeah, never made that connection about the... Because uh, we've, we've gone to calling it pepper spray. I remember when we right. called it mace. Like mm-hmm. back... When people first using it, sure. Yeah, and I never, I never hear it anymore. I only hear pepper spray. You're right. Yeah, yeah. It's the same plant as black pepper. Interesting. <laughs> All right, did yeah. not know that. I'm going to ask Kim for more mace in my tomato soup next time. It's more mace. Uh, so he says, forty percent liver, thirty percent throats, ten percent bacon, twenty <laughs> percent pork trimmings. None of us want to know what are in commercial pork trimmings. Let's just say they are gross. He says, okay, what's an American cheese? Well, cheese is about 80 to 90% cheese. It was invented in the early 20th century by J.L. Kraft, who developed the process of taking cheese and adding milk, butter, and some type of salt to make a milder, easier melting cheese. Talking about American cheese. Yes. Uh, It uses mainly mild cheddar and sodium citrate uh, for its salt, both of which you eat and enjoy and quite often, or you eat and enjoy quite often, whether you will admit it or not. Uh, makes the best I nachos. I eat cheese or cheddar cheese. Sure, sure. Salt, I eat some sure. cheddar. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Make some uh, best nacho. Or makes the best nachos. The best mac and cheese. It usually mixed with other cheeses and adds unique flavor of its unique melting properties, which can be a catalyst for other harder to melt cheeses to melt. Um, so basically, what he's saying is he's calling us out, yeah. saying you're all worried yeah. about what's in American cheese, but you're not right. at all worried about throats and <laughs> liver and bacon shrinker. ends and stuff yeah yeah so. listen uh to clarify it's lean mm. pork trimmings mm. lean pork trimmings not fatty pork trimmings that's right lean yeah. throats lean pork trimmings and throats yeah, yeah my throats are 100 percent meat okay and let's not gloss past the 10 uh, percent bacon that's a that's a good amount of bacon right there 10 percent bacon <laughs> that's pretty good 
Zoe, yeah. what do you think of that amount of bacon? I know probably... our chat room is 10% bacon, I think. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> our, our titles at the end of the show are definitely 10% bacon. <laughs> but anyway, I, you know what? I mean, I'm still going to try it for the show, but I'm not going to get like regular. I'm not going to go regular with Braunschweiger. Not doing that. Yeah. But I'll eat it for the show, you know? And I tried. We did try to find some. We ended up with some pepperoni sticks thing because Kim thought, well, maybe he just needs this meat in a stick. And I'm like, no, no, no. It has to be. Mm. Braunschweiger, because you know this is the whole thing with the show. So anyway, we'll find it. Schweiger, sorry, I keep saying Schwager. It's Schweiger. Schweiger. Braunschweiger. By the way, my so my uh, favorite story. I was I alluded to this the other day when we were talking about this, and I said, oh, remind me, I have a funny story about Braunschweiger. I never got to it. Oh, do it now. um, Yeah. uh, My mom and my uncle and my mom's friend Beverly. Uh, and I went up to Estes Park. We brought lunches, or we we brought a big uh, uh, cooler with some sandwiches that we made, and we found a place in the uh, park up in Estes Park, which you'd think is like, isn't the whole thing a park? No, it's Estes Park is a city, and there's a couple parks in the city. Uh, and uh, we opened up the cooler, and we asked Beverly, hey, Beverly, do you like Braunschweiger? And she goes, I like all kinds of music. <laughs> really? That yeah. really happened. That really happened. Hundred percent happened. <laughs> well, look, you know, I mean, when you're talking about the classics, you got to think of Braunschweiger and his amazing. That's right. I mean, Beethoven, Bach, Braunschweiger. It's you know, they're uh... mm-hmm. <laughs> there. It is. That's fantastic. Uh, is. So, all right, there you have it. You know what? If we get it, we'll do it. Brian's got some. I just got to get some. I've got some Braunschweiger, and I need. I should look at the ingredients on that one because it's a it's a deli Braunschweiger. It's not the Oscar Mayer uh, garbage. Yeah, so. and and you know, no offense to Oscar or Meyer or any of those people, but look, you're you're yeah. cheap, okay? You <laughs> That's right, exactly. You're not doing the fancy bits. Yeah, no. you're you're fine. You're fine for what you are, but I wanted something a little bit higher end than just a uh, Oscar Meyer tube of meat paste. Yeah. And for all we know, you didn't get a throat or a tip or a whatever. Who knows? I haven't are. opened the package yet. I bought it and I was like, oh, should I just save this? Maybe we'll eat it on the show. But like I said, I already ate breakfast. I don't want to. No, I'm not going to make a Braunschweiger sandwich right now. No, don't be doing that. My wife uh, got bar- barrels of apples and has been making applesauce oh. and apple juice for the last three days. Oh, where'd she get barrels of apples? <clears throat> Her sister has a bunch of trees and they never do anything with it. They just pile up and rot usually. So this year she's like, hey, do you want to come get these? And because they don't, tre- they're they're perfectly ripe and ready to go. But because they don't treat them. On the one hand, they're very natural, but also you got to cut them open before you do anything with them and see if they've been Looking infiltrated. For, yeah. And yeah. sure enough, there's some with like half an earwig in there or like a yeah. worm or whatever. So anyway, Kim went, cut all those apples open, cut all the bugs out if there were any, uh, washed it all, boiled them up, made half applesauce. If I'm honest, her main motivation is babies love applesauce, so she's making Phoebe some applesauce. Um, but also a whole bunch of like, uh, juice, and then she made jams last night. Uh, apple jam. Oh man, dude, you don't even know. It's so good. Dang, nice. Yeah. So if anyone you know comes around and goes, "What's that smell?" It's all the apples, man. It's apples. How you like them apples? How you like? Th- yeah. How you like them apples? What What <laughs> form would you like it in? Would you like some liquid apple? Would you like some love, uh, viscous? Apple? I love a good uh, a good homemade applesauce is the best. It's like chunkier than yeah. than. Uh, uh, the stuff you get in the store. Yeah, bring yeah, it on. I bring love it. it on. I love it. I also want more now that we're talking about it. Okay, let's get Amy in here. Okay, did I just hear your alarm go off again? Yeah, wait, that's, wait, yeah. You, that's amazing you can hear that. That was ours, not the video. 
Yeah, yeah. And we can't find the second one that started up after we got the other one yesterday, and I don't know where that one is. <laughs> so the hunt continues. Oh, jeez. And it sucks. Um, all right. All right. Although, I will say this. The house was built in 07. Um, pretty sure these are still those. Uh, these are the ones. Those are just now going bad. Uh, wow. Or beeping. So, you know, I can't complain that much. What is that? No, no. 10, 10 12, I mean, 15 years. I keep carrying it. <laughs> Gosh dang it. Kim, find that thing and kill it. <laughs> oh, I'm so um, annoyed. That's usually you should have to replace the the machines. It's just the batteries. You yeah, but we're just putting in smart ones so we can oh, track right. them. That's yeah. right. I, I remember where you were looking for those last time we talked about yeah. that. I like smart yeah. stuff, so I'm going to do that. Like this. I like smart stuff too. Me too. I like smart people. Thankfully, this music indicates a very smart person is joining us now, even though most of her state and local politics are a giant weird joke and I cannot figure out what's going on in Georgia. <laughs> no kidding. But uh, Amy's not the problem. She's here with us talking about reading stuff. Hello, Amy. Welcome back. Oh, you're very low, you very quiet. Quiet, but I'm you can adjust you. This week. Okay, well. There How's, you go. Is that, Much is better. That better. Yeah, it's better and no clipping. Yeah. Yay. Okay. Good. Yeah. I've, I've been messing with the levels and stuff, trying to make sure I wasn't crunchy this week. So. Well, you sound real good right now. All good. Yeah. All right. Fantastically cool. oh, done. And by the way, yeah. Ween didn't start the fire. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. I mean, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. You know what? That's pretty good because you just add an extra E and an N, and you're good. Yeah. You know? And then really, a Ween would probably be putting out the fire if you know what i mean oh yeah, yeah brian or, well i mean if a ween has a fire then there's you know you need to see your doctor oh geez yeah yeah if your ween's on fire persist for more than, if your ween's on fire for more than four hours <laughs> oh. see a doctor <laughs> then yeah. you're probably your ween is probably gone after four hours <laughs> anyway speaking of weans not really uh you brought some uh reading material weaning you're gonna wean ourselves off of uh, social media and start reading a book is what we're gonna do Yes, that would be an excellent thing to do. I agree. Um, kind of sticking with a little bit of a Halloween kind of a thing. There's some supernatural creepy things going on with this, but it's creepy at my level. You guys know I don't mm-hmm. do I don't do super scary. So yeah. sorry for all of you who are waiting for me to you know recommend horror stuff for Halloween. Do you have I'll, a I'll do you have a do you have a horror that, book or movie that um you consider to be just so scary you hope you never see it again type thing that just really Oh so many. But yeah. um yeah like the the one that scarred me I think the worst was uh when a stranger calls. Oh, hmm. interesting. That is that the one the blind thing? Yeah, the blind woman in the house and the calls yeah, are coming from inside the house. Yes, that Two thousand and six yeah. is this yeah. the one? They may have remade it. Um, Freaking, literally. I, I mean, I saw it when I was in like seventh grade, and but it was that was like the scariest freaking thing i ever saw wow. I was, mostly because i was a you know i was a gen xer so i was a latchkey kid so i spent a lot of time in my house by myself yeah, yeah. and uh yeah that's almost a, that <laughs> thing's almost an M- mcu movie this thing had tessa thompson clark uh greg in it um David no Denham. yeah so look Valkyrie at all these and uh agent uh uh colson yeah colson oh is that the the, the remake cooper <laughs> cooper <laughs> agent cooper it, right like that's the remake yeah this is remake. probably the remake that's the newer yeah. one. that is the totally the newer one yeah it's probably not as good if i had to guess yeah i i have no idea because i won't watch it <laughs> Let's see, 1979 so. was the original you're right you said carol king who was the other one? Oh, carol kane carol rather kane. charles durning was Kane. That. yeah oh, charles durning's great 
Oh, he is great. Yeah. Was, uh, Dune is our is our big Charles uh, Durning movie. Oh, right. He was He's the big fat. Uh, uh, he's uh, Harkonnen, Baron Harkonnen. Baron Harkonnen. Yeah. I always forget that was him because I just think of him as dude who's in all the Coen Brothers movies. Oh, then, right. Yeah, because he was a Cyclops and. Uh, oh my gosh, that's weird. Cyclops and No Brother Where Art Thou, or the One Eyed Guy in yeah, No yeah. Brother Where Art Thou. Or no, wait, yeah. that was. Or was that, that John Goodman? Durning? Oh, you're Durning? right. I'm sorry. It was John Goodman. Yep. Who played? Totally was. Oh, he was Pappy, Pappy O'Daniel's something drink or whatever the hell. I yes. got to watch that movie yes. again. That's he's it. so good. Yeah. Anyway, he jumped, anyway, he's the one that jumped off the table in Hudsucker Proxy and died. That's the guy. <laughs> but but also was visited by an angel on the way down. That's right. By, yes. Uh-huh. And he just died. Well, he died in 2012. So it's been a while. All right. Uh, let's yeah. get back to the thing here. Uh, let's talk All about right. your scary book. What do you, what do you got for us? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, this one, again, it's, it's kind of in the same vein as the one for last week. So it's, uh, appropriate for probably your older kids, like, you know, teenagers and whatnot could read this, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't go for it with like a, a younger kid, but yeah. you can go ahead and play the clip. All right, here we go. Worse still, the ditch of water we were crossing was treacherous, a notorious ship swallower, Eight and a half kilometers of moody, changeable sea, its floor fanned with greening wrecks and sailors' bones, and, lurking somewhere in the fathom's deep darkness, our enemies. Those of us who worried about such things assumed the whites were nearby, somewhere below us in that German submarine, waiting. If they didn't already know we'd fled the island— They'd find out soon enough. They hadn't gone to such lengths to kidnap Miss Peregrine, only to give up after one failed attempt. The warships that inched along like centipedes in the distance, and the British planes that kept watch overhead, made it too dangerous for the submarine to surface in broad daylight. But come nightfall, we'd be easy prey. They would come for us, and take Miss Peregrine, and sink the rest. So we rode, our only hope that we could reach the mainland before nightfall reached us. Wow. Yeah. What is, who is this? What is this? So this was a clip from the, the second book in the series of, uh, Miss Peregrine's Peculiar Children. Um, Mm. the first, uh, the first book in the series is called Miss Peregrine's home for peculiar children. Mm. And um, that might sound a little familiar because it was a movie. They made it into a movie. My understanding is the movie's not great. And yeah. uh, everybody that I talked to was like, eh, skip the eh, movie, read the it, book. So I exactly. Did. Yeah. I didn't read yeah. the book, but I could tell you to skip the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the books are actually really good and engaging. I read the entire five book series and uh, I, I imagine they were probably trying to keep like a, a lower, like a PG rating. And there's some stuff described in the book that's, pretty gory honestly it's it's that's it's a little scary and they probably couldn't they probably couldn't be really true to the story and keep a keep a pg rating so oh this is a tim burton movie i didn't know that yeah i didn't know yeah. he directed uh, it and hathaway is that right <clears throat> eva green this, this, eva green eva green eva green yeah that's uh, right yeah in fact this cast is great eva green samuel l jackson judy dench allison janney terrence stamp 
We just watched him do mm-hmm. a thing. Mm-hmm. Chris O'Dowd. I love this cast, but oh, and it's, it's yeah. reviewed okay. But I'm guessing, like all things, the books are always better, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I was actually disappointed that you know the the movie wasn't better with that cast because i love yeah i, mean, I love me some allison janney she's yeah awesome. she's a I she's love her a lord overall she surveys i love her she's awesome so so which yeah. so i'm seeing all six books here which which book is it that uh you are you recommending start, the series? Yeah, you want to start with Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar yeah, Children. Yeah, okay. Uh, the the clip that I played was from... Oh, shoot. I fail. Um, <laughs> Hollow City. That was the... It was the second one. Hollow City is the second gotcha. one. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and I just picked that one because I'm I'm basically recommending the whole series. Uh, they, they read as an entire story arc. You know, it's... There's pretty cliffhangery at the end of the first book. So you're going to just want to continue on into all of the books. They, it's more like, you know, large chapters, yeah. <laughs> you know, gotcha. our yeah. each book. So, uh, so yeah. And I just, I liked the sample from hollow city better because I, it sounded creepier and, mm. I like the way that was read. <laughs> Somebody in the chat said that it sounded too slow, but I liked, I liked the cadence of what I just heard. I thought it sounded really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think Stephanie was saying she listens to audiobooks on on uh, double speed. I cannot do that, can't mostly do because everybody's voice sounds like this. <laughs> yeah. I but, can't. Right. I, that that I can't do it. So, especially yeah. if there's like a scene where you're supposed to be like all solemn or something, and then the person in the background's going. And they fell in love in that moment. And then it's like, <laughs> dude, it's like a 1920s freaking I'd look, I'm hats off. If you can do it, folks, I get yeah. it. And podcasts, I get it. Well done. I don't know how you freaking do it. I can't yeah. do it. Anyway, yeah, I can't. Would either. you watch a movie at twice the speed? No. Although I know that somebody has that option. Netflix or Netflix does. Yeah. They can yeah. speed it up. I wonder what that Pardon sounds me like. While I disrobe. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Brian's a little, Brian's Brian, running hot. He's running hot. Yeah. For all of us in the chat. That's right. Okay. Um, you know what I'm going to do? Yeah, I am like, going to actually. I, had a, oh, I had a tape player when I was growing up and it played just a little too fast. Uh-huh. And then whenever I would hear the song on the radio, it sounded wrong. And, you know, from the, that just kind of put me off listening to things at, at a different speed because all the all the music that I had, you know, when I was I was a kid, like, I mean, we're talking like six, seven years old. And I stole my sister's copy of, you know, the Go-Go's and Thriller and stuff. Sure. But it was playing on this little tape player that played everything just a little too fast. Yeah. And then when I heard it, I was like, whoa, everybody's voices. This doesn't sound right. It's, you know, it would sound like it was in a slightly lower key and everybody's voices were in slightly lower key and it was slightly slow. It just sounded weird. So yeah. I was like, I can't listen to stuff that's sped up. Now. Same. Listen to this. So I'm going to play just a tiny bit of national lampoons vacation at Netflix's 1.5 speed. That's as fast as they let you go. Okay. All right. And then we'll hear it on their 0.5 Ooh, half wonder speed. If, wonder if YouTube will, uh, will YouTube have a problem with this if it's sped up? I doubt it. That's what we're going to find out. So here yeah. we go. Cool. Oh, well, she came to help out when Eddie ruptured his spleen, and she's been with us ever since. Let me turn yeah. this up. You know, she wanted to go back to Phoenix a year ago, but Eddie wouldn't let her. Frankly, with our social security, we'd never be able to live like this. Okay, this would drive me up a tree. Okay. This is, I'm the best kisser. <laughs> now, yeah. now I'm going go to go to half speed and see what that does. Gee, Kath. Looks like you've really got your hands full. <laughs> It's like everything's drunk. Like it's uh, 
Who's doing now? That's what I want. I don't want to look. I'm sure there's somebody going to say I have a condition that means I can only hear things at half speed. I'm not making fun of anyone when I say this. Who is that for? Yeah. yeah. Other than our amusement. <laughs> it's sausage. It really is. It's the it's Veronica sausage uh, level. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go globally set that on my wife's uh, profile. <laughs> so anything she it. watches, she oh be my like, god, something's wrong the with best- the Netflix. <laughs> what a great, great prank. Love it. I'm going to do it. Don't tell her anyone. So Carter. She's watching Bridgerton and everyone's talking. It's like, you're beautiful. Yeah, I'm into that. All right. So Let you're, me you're, remove your corset. <laughs> Ew, slow motion sex scenes. Wait, maybe now I understand. Oh, that oh, makes sense. There, yeah. there we are. I'm putting that on 1.5, baby. Anyway, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, Harry Potter-ish, this story, would you say? I mean, I always feel like these young adult novels that are around that uh, era where it's like, Flimity stick it and his time up the mountain or whatever. You're always like, oh, another Harry <laughs> Potter ripoff. Okay, here we go. It's not. No, it's, um, I would say if you've watched Umbrella Academy, it's, mm. it feel, it has more of that kind of feel to it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, you know, kids with strange abilities and, you know, so it's, it's that kind of, it's got that tone to it. Uh, Tim Burton was absolutely well, who I would choose to direct that movie. I'm so disappointed that it was bad, but um, yeah. you yeah. know, it, it, that would absolutely be the right choice because it's got kind of that, that, that grayish sort of feel to it. It doesn't have the, you know, la la la, here's my, yeah. my white <laughs> owl and my wand and, you know, definitely sure. fits with the typical Tim Burton Nightmare on Elm or Nightmare Before Christmas kind of vibe. Has anybody yeah. seen? Is that yeah. that Wednesday thing hasn't started yet? Has it? The the new, no, uh, but man, the latest uh, the trailers. It just looks so good. Yeah, he I directed can't wait for it. Uh, produced. I don't know if he directed any of those episodes. Let's see. Yeah, he directed all of them. Okay, um, God, this should be coming out anytime now because you'd think you'd want that for Halloween for yeah. October. Yeah, I would yeah. think so. He's just That's had a weird. Right. He's had a weird run lately. So he did that. Let's see. Um, is it Big Eyes? No, no, no. What is it? Not Frank and Weenie. Uh, so I get. I feel like the last big deal he did was the Sweeney Todd movie, which was 07. Everything since then is just like, oh man, where are you? What are you doing there, dude? Yeah. Anyway, everybody go watch. Maybe he just had a contract and he's just like, you know, dialing it in for what yeah. you know to meet whatever contract he has with some student maybe i, I think he, he peaked with big fish in my opinion i love that movie so much i yeah, also so love good. that movie yeah. that is so that is a fantastic movie making me want to watch that you make me want to watch alice and janney things that's what i feel like right now is watching mm-hmm. west wing for the seventh time in a row and of course <laughs> it makes us want to read mrs peregrine's home for peculiar children <laughs> nice children. nice bringing it back dude that's perfect well, that was dunaway level that. wasn't it yeah it was you, you freaking leveled up on that um say the title yeah say the title <laughs> christine's probably all mad at the car christine indeed uh well this is great uh go check it out available wherever books are sold including all the audiobooks and then after you're done maybe watch the movie see if it lives up to your expectations or not probably won't sounds yeah. like uh, but, but yeah, uh, definitely. There's a, like in the very beginning when the the main character figures out that he has some kind of weird ability. It's that he can see really gross, gory creatures, mm. and they describe it in detail. So uh, it's definitely not Harry Potter. Right. So yeah. Right. Yeah. And we can't have that. You know. Yeah. We can't have more Harry Potter. No, maybe we could. I don't know. We you don't, think? We don't need hey, look. Harry if Potter she either. let's say she. Um, 
comes around on some of her issues. Okay. Let's let's just say. Oh, you know what? Let's yeah. do that. Here's my hypothetical. Let's pretend for a moment, just for a second, that uh JK Rowling, Rowling, whatever. Roll, rolling. Rolling. Yeah. Uh is is there's none of this controversy. Okay, let's say it doesn't exist with her, just for a second. We live in a yeah. whatever alternate universe where the, none of that happened. Do we yeah. want new Harry Potter books like where he's old and stuff? Do we want that? Man. You know? Like, oh, Harry oh, Potter's really? now um, uh, 45. He's now an instructor at, at Hogwarts. And here's the new generation of, of uh, witches and wizards that he's teaching. We got an overwhelming yeah, I mean, no they, in the chat. They kind of attempted that with the, the Fantastic Beasts sure yeah and like yeah eh, those are pretty movies those movies put me to sleep like i could i could get up from a full night's rest and start watching fantastic beats and we're gonna find i'll still fall asleep yeah they're very in the theater for the first two and i'm like well i guess i could go for another nap you want to see the third one (laughs) tina (laughs) (laughs) want to just keep sleeping keep putting those on Forget about yeah. uh, forget about uh, pills and uh, Ativan. Just, just I don't even need the CPAP for those movies, man. It's <laughs> yeah. I would so that's what I mean. Like if they'd have done a proper instead of sequels, would we have liked? Pre, or sorry, instead of prequels, would we like sequels? And I I don't know. If the answer is yes or no. I don't know. I what keep we hearing want. your the chirping in the background. I wonder if you can even hear it. Anymore. Oh, I can like hear a, it. I hate it. Okay, but I'm just getting. I guess I'm getting used to it, which I didn't think was possible. My gosh, Kim, find that thing. There is some percentage that is non-zero of like domestic violence calls that are caused by that chirping. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) I was wondering wondering where you're going with this. Like, yeah, like uh, that. I was talking about uh... people insane, (laughs) and that it is like that. There's some kind of there is a non-zero percentage of police calls where there's a domestic disturbance because somebody is ripping their house apart. Look, all it would take is somebody high on I don't know meth, and and then this chirping's happening, and one person says they can hear it, and the other hasn't. Before there's a murder, you know, someone's gonna kill somebody. (laughs) It's like it feels like there's been movies about stuff like that with uh you know one character it's the telltale it's the telltale smoke alarm yep. is what it is <laughs> yep that's awesome that's it i love it uh well anyway can you right. chat room can you guys hear it when brian hears it or is it just brian who hears it and me obviously i hear it because i'm in the room but i wonder yeah. if anyone else you know else can hear it if so i apologize i don't think there's a way to take it out of the audio uh yeah. but maybe maybe it's okay yeah. anyway. it's not it's it's only like i just hear it it's not like it's annoying or distracting like it would be if it was in my own house yes you'd want to break something like wow, i feel yeah, like the that. chat room doesn't hear it so let's hear it for uh for discord and the audio quality love it yeah, or I or say, i can hear it also but it, we're on the same call so maybe brian has extra special awesome hearing maybe both of you do maybe both of you can hear better than me it's you almost know? like we're the peculiar children in mrs Perkins' <laughs> home for peculiar children, children. Well nailed done. it uh, all right. Try not to <laughs> try not to forget the name, you guys. Go check it out. And uh, Amy, it's always fun having you on. I hope uh, we can do this uh, again very next week. How's that sound? Sounds yeah, sound good. Sounds great. All right. All right. We'll see you see later, you. Amy. <laughs> all right. That was fun. Uh, let's see. What do we got time wise? We got time for one news story. Why not? Let's do it. Sure. Here we go. Today's news brief brought to you by brought to you by Coverville, and sometimes I like to keep the uh, performer that I'm doing a subject on uh, kind of secret. I don't want to you know want to build some suspense, but today I'm going to give it away, give it away, give it away now. Yes, Red Hot Chili Peppers 
today on Coverville, um, a band that I like far more when I'm when other people are doing their music. I'm not a huge Red Hot Chili Peppers fan. Me either. Don't know why. Just yeah. never never have been. Not really my thing either uh, as much. But I know there's a few songs of theirs that I really like, and you're going to hear covers that that I love. This I'm so excited about this show because. These these songs I really dig, and I don't know why. Just maybe it's because it's other people. But uh, you're gonna covers uh, by George Clinton. Um, well, he's covering a song with the uh, the Chili Peppers, uh, Aslan, the Cleverleys, the Hilltop Hoods. Some of your favorite songs like Under the Bridge, Breaking the Girl, Give It Away, By the Way, My Friends, Other Side, and Californication. All this and more coming up today, Mountain Time, 1 p.m. at Twitch.tv/slash. Coverville. Nice. So check that out, everybody. Yeah. Dr. Nikki, uh, surprisingly, the Red Hot Chili Pipers, uh, oh. the albums that I have of theirs, they never cover the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And I've got two Red Hot Chili Pipers or one Red Hot Chili Pipers album, and there's not a single uh, single cover uh, uh, of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, and Burgess Diesel, uh, no roller coaster. I've played that one before. Ohio players uh, love roller coaster. But you will hear the Red Hot Chili Peppers covering Hank Williams and that one song that everybody knows by the band Looking Glass. Nice. Well, that's all the time we have. We're going to take... Just kidding. I'm going to read <laughs> Sorry. You're all good. Uh, Flea is naked for us. That's all we're saying. Uh, right. The the Nog. Oh, man. Talking about weird food shit we should try on the show. Uh, puts a breakfast twist on the holiday drinking tradition. Yes, that's right, Brian. You too can go get a big jar of Kellogg's Eggonog. It's weird that it comes in a jar. I saw this, yeah. right? It's it's uh, very weird. Sipping, what is it called? Sipping, uh, sipping cream. Sipping cream. Sick, sipping thickened cream. liquid. <laughs> yep. And the guy on the other side with a cookie and a thing and all that little diabetes yeah. cup there that that looks uh, better. <laughs> I think that looks like a tastier deal, but whatever. It does, yeah. I mean, I don't think you're supposed to just drink right out of the jar, but that I mean that you know the cookie and the whipped cream and stuff is just that sipping cream poured into a glass. Yeah. Um, I want this to put in coffee, honestly. Oh well, you could. I think I this guess. would be a great uh, uh, creamer replacement. Yeah, it's actually got I don't know how much per volume alcohol, but it's in there. Um, yeah, it says Egonog Cream Liqueur, a cleverly named rum-based beverage, was created in partnership with Gatlinburg, Tennessee Sugarlands Distilling Company, and the uh, Kellogg's Company. Uh, it says we had a great idea, and what we had heard from parents about this me time <laughs> that they have on the night when they're uh, eating Mama's Ego waffles. Go watch her stories and drink her <laughs> sipping <and> cream. <laughs> I think it's a little weird that it would taste like a an ego though, like a I don't know. That sounds gross. Does it taste like an ego, or does it just taste like eggnog with rum in it, and it's just made by ego? Well, it's a good point. A but just based, looking at that photo, they talk about the flavor. Not really. Uh, let's see, drizzle uh, it, scoop of ice cream, something chocolate. Okay, I'm, I'm still reading here, brainstorming. Um, how do I get this in the toaster? Here we go. It's really heavy on deep flavors of churned cream, cinnamon, and nutmeg, which we feel pair really well with that perfectly toasted Eggo waffle. So they are saying, you know, you might you might even want to pour this on uh, on a waffle. Ugh. That looks yeah. <laughs> Sounds bad to me. I'm going to totally want to try this. I wonder uh, it'll be available in select retailers nationwide for the duration of this holiday season. Find a retailer near you. Visit. So this between now, look, now that you've yeah. now that you've uh, 
you know, uh, uh, cut the cut the cord on the <laughs> no alcohol <laughs> yeah. Yeah. streak. Let's do it. Uh, would you try this? Oh, I've totally tasted. I don't know if I'd eat, drink much of it because too much sugar, and my doctor yeah. would be mad at me. But if I did, uh, I'd taste it. I would totally yeah. taste it here on the show if we want. I would do that. Yeah. Wow, would drink on the show? Is that doesn't that violate some sort of? Uh, I don't know. Twitch terms egg, of eggnog with a little schmoo in it. Would it? I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I don't know. I'd only taste it, but uh, I would let's definitely see. taste Ooh, it. Oh, there is some within uh, oh, Glendale. Okay, where can I get this? At Total Wine and More. Whoa. Uh, on the east side of town. Total Wine, eh? <laughs> Total sounds, Wine. Sounds sketch to me. Yeah, I think I need to uh, uh, lift. Uh, direct me towards <laughs> Total Wine and More on Evans <laughs> Avenue. Yep. And you bring somebody home with their own, their very own bottle of egg, ego, nog, I wonder, sip yeah, and I wonder cream. if there's a way to, uh, like, prepay for it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe uh, they'll deliver. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, maybe they deliver. Yeah, no kidding. You could send Total, a Postmates right, to get right. it or something. Yeah, either way. Yeah. All right. Total wine and more. Gonna, gonna say, hey, can I pay prepay for this and just come and pick it up? Because I don't want, I don't want the the masses to buy it before i have a chance to get it no brian wants it you guys are all mass holes (laughs) (laughs) all right we're going to take a break when we come back my sister wendy will be here to solve the world's problems yes that's right tuck in everybody a real psychologist in the room but before that a musical break that brian brought yeah and usually i take this time to uh to pull up my notes for the song that i'm playing but i was too busy looking for where appalachian sipping cream is mm-hmm. uh close to me but uh, i'm going to tell you that uh we're playing the song evaporate uh and i'm pulling it up oh 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 oh, there it is evaporate uh-huh. Uh-huh. it's aa williams brand new album um called as the moon rests and it uh, it's out now it came out last friday um uh, this is uh, the big thanks to Bella Union Records. More of like a, um, I don't know, like a kind of a dreamy, psychedelic pop, a- atmospheric uh, rock kind of thing. Yeah. Here, <laughs> let's just name a whole bunch of different genres. Why don't you listen and you tell me what it is? Here's the song Evaporate by A.A. A. Williams. <laughs> Yeah. 
Is the morning stream? Shut up, baby. I know it. We've returned. Who is that again? That band with all the yeah, genres. Yeah, that's uh, A. A. Williams and her brand new song "Evaporate" from her new album "As the Moon Rests." A. A. W. Doing A. A. W. Not A. N. W. Don't look for A. N. W. No. If you do, it'll be connected to a, a freaking KFC, and it's the worst. Don't eat. That. <laughs> that's right. It'll be. <laughs> It's so weird. Exactly. I, you know, look, I understand consolidation. I know it makes sense. Somebody's like, I'm kind of in a hunger for a burger, but I could go for a bucket of chicken. I get it. Yeah. But it just makes everything sound bad, and I don't want to go to either one. It's like, uh, well, I like uh, I like chicken, fried chicken, but I'm not a big fan of other drinks other than root beer, so I want to go to a place where I can get both. Yeah. How about that? How about that? Yes. All right. <laughs> Double down and a root beer float. I believe... <laughs> it sounds so bad. I believe uh, this will be happening. Speaking of the holiday season, there's uh, it's like having my sister over for Thanksgiving, but way too early. It's Wendy Johnson, Wendy Johnson, Wendy, Wendy Dunford, 
almost called you Johnson. Can't do that. That's forbidden. No. It's forbidden now. That's just the security question and all my banking. So. Oh, good. Let everybody know oh, that. That'll be good. Nice. Uh, good. Oh, now we've one step closer to fish and windy, everybody. Get out there and get that done. <laughs> anyway, hey, it's good to see you. Um, I, it's funny we brought that. you said that because I just had another, I won't say their name, but another family member on my wife's side of the family just got suckered out of 1500 bucks by one of these fake IRS calls. Oh, jeez, uh, no. really? They should have known better. They, they're they not dumb. They're not, like, yeah. out of it. They're not 100 years old. They would. They should have known. This call from Internal Revenue Service, <laughs> your account has been flagged. It was more like, I need your social security number. If you don't, <laughs> really? if you don't send oh, this, I send over an uh, agent that could take money from you. It was like that. Yeah. And I'm like, it should have been a giveaway, Excellent. but whatever. People get nervous about their money. I get it. Anyway. Credit card company is going to cover it. It'll all be fine. That's uh, that thank sucks. goodness. Yeah, it does suck. Anyway, but what doesn't suck is having Wendy here. Uh, she's not just my sister. She's a licensed professional therapist who helps people all the time with the real problems and then comes here on Thursdays to help you with some of yours. And sometimes it's ours. You know, it's not always yeah, just the list. We've all got them. Yeah, we all can I them. can I tell you really quick? Someone was a uh, fishing. My I have a, an old guy friend here who is the nicest human I've ever met, and yeah. I got an email from him that said, um. I don't know how to order like an Apple gift card. My friend's birthday's today. Yeah. Um, could you show me how to do it? And it so his voice, exactly a thing he would not know how to do. And so I write back and I'm like, oh, totally happy to. So, um, you know, let's ask a question. Yeah. And then they wrote back something and I was like, wow, that really sounds like him. I wasn't sure for sure. Oh. So I text, so I texted him and I'm like, yeah. I said, Hey, so is, I, I don't think this email is correct. Uh, you spelled the the person's name they wrote. They gave an email address that had an extra letter. And I was like, I don't think that's right. And he goes, oh, my gosh, please don't send money. He's freaking out. He's had like 20 people call him. And he just God. doesn't know what to do. He's like 80 years old. He has no idea. Anyway, so he's feeling really bad. And I was like, uh, is it, do I have permission to mess with them? And he's like, yeah, of course. So I wrote back. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, young lady, he says. And you went and you did. So what no, happened? I wrote back. I wrote back and I just said, okay, I'm so happy to send you. I'll send you $500. I'm yeah. happy to do that. <laughs> um, I just have a couple quick questions. So that restaurant we went to the other night, I would love to tell my friend about it. I can't remember the name of it. So what's the name of the restaurant? Yeah. Did they and then I made it? some other reference to like. Also, I'm just happy to give you my full bank account if you respond to the restaurant question. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> they were probably very excited on the other end of that. And for, then they were like, second. wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we're being suckered. <laughs> Turn it off. Yes. Call it off. So wait a minute. Did you? So did did, did you get anything back? Did you get anything back or no, nothing? I no, I really want to start a dialogue, but they're not into it. So yeah, there's an amazing. You went too, you, you went too hard, too fast. You yeah, they're to, like, uh, what restaurant? What would we even say? I'm like, well, you got Barbara's name pretty good, and yep. that she likes Apple gift cards. Yeah. I don't know what it's not bad. <laughs> so uh, uh, you or uh, there's a Twitch channel of a guy who does this on his Kit stream. Boga. Yeah, that yeah. guy. Oh my gosh, they are the funniest freaking strains because they are so great. He screws yeah, he, these people out of like they end up losing money. Yeah, because he gets of them the to sing Spice it. Girls lyrics. <laughs> yeah, like he, he says, and it's this great like this great old lady voice. Um, well, I'm trying to click on the button, and um, by the way, while I'm doing this, do you remember a song by um, Billy Idol? Uh, <laughs> And they have Could to go along with it. For me? Yeah, they have to, right? Exactly. And then they get mad oh. later. They get super pissed and just like screaming, oh, and oh, it's, it's really great. funny. It is the best. Yeah, 
And you're like, oh, did somebody mess with you? Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> what a bummer. That's amazing. And they start, they say things it. like, they're going to fire me if you don't go through with this. I'm like, no yeah. one's going to fire you. you right, kidding? exactly. What a, what, a yeah. weird, what world do you live in? The third world is usually the answer. Anyway, hey, <laughs> let's uh, get to this email. So we, we got an email from somebody. Um, part of it in particular we want to focus on today. And yeah. I also think that part uh, I have a specific connection to, which I want to mention a little bit later. Winnie and I talked about this but uh, pre-show, but I'll go ahead and read it. This is from somebody we'll call D. And uh, he says, this may be too late. They originally were going to email us about the um, sensitivity dysphoria stuff. Mm-hmm. It's never too late, by the way, to email us. It was it was uh, not able to be on that particular episode, but it's totally fine. Anyway, it says, hello, Wendy. Uh, listening to your segment on TMS that week, and uh, as you ran down examples of RSD, I had vivid, vivid recollections of my behavior for all of them. Uh, for information, I'm a 36-year-old male, single, employed full-time, and was finally diagnosed with ADHD uh, three years ago. On the sensitivity dysphoria, I've always found myself uh, easily embarrassed, it restricts how I will act in public out of fear of looking stupid in front of strangers and even causes me to have a, have to pause television <laughs> shows if someone does something so embarrassing that I can't uh, wow. but empathize and feel embarrassed for them. I kind of do this sometimes. Yeah, my you really, your yeah. nephew wow. does too. Yeah, <laughs> it's not always, but if it's like, um, I don't, I'm trying to give a recent example. Um, you know what it is often? It's, it's like a documentary style thing where somebody busts into a room like I could never watch those that that guy that bust people that were like oh, thought they were meeting a catch kid. a predator yeah I can't do it it's just so like <laughs> just like I, I'm I'm almost feel it's not that I feel bad for the guy who's being a total of course, of course you douche yeah, nozzle right. in there I feel bad for Chris whatever his name is even though he's kind of a weirdo now but anyway the host walking in and having to like reveal Curse, everything yeah. and it's just like I can't I can't watch this yeah, so I have to yeah. turn that stuff off anyway uh, I told my or I hold myself to high standards that I cannot reach either because of the limitations of my ADHD and then that what that puts on my productivity or because it's inhuman to expect perfect results uh, first try etc all that stuff and then he says while this contributes to my low self-esteem much of that uh, is body related primarily these standards mean I always feel like I should be doing something more and then feel like a failure for not living up to that I would like to start my own business one day, but the feeling that my work isn't good enough or no one will like it uh, like it keeps me from even entertaining the idea in any practical sense. I won't try because I don't uh, or I couldn't bear to fail or not be amazing right away. Then he says, and this is the part we're going to kind of focus on today. I am always anxious in social situations, especially if strangers are involved. I can't let loose for fear of embarrassing myself, which means I am awkward and boring at parties etc. and can't begin to be myself until I have gotten to know people and know they won't react negatively if I show uh, if I show a me that isn't a neutral facade. Lastly, the thought of being rejected makes me angry, mostly in relation to me as a person being rejected. Uh, this most commonly shows itself with online dating. The fleeting nature of these kinds of apps means that uh, anytime someone who feels a connection or I feel a connection with suddenly cuts things off, I feel like it's all on me. It hurts and it makes me mad. I have lashed out at people for ghosting me, undoubtedly confirming the move in their minds. Mm. Um, I don't know if this email is too late to read. Uh, definitely not. But thank you for reading it anyway. And I look forward to listening to whatever advice you have on this topic this week, Daniel. So you wanted to kind of not cherry pick, but grab the, the, the anxiety bit. 
uh, and, and talk yeah. about that. So let's do that. The, the social that. anxiety bit and the sort of the part about um, the dating app thing. Right. Because uh, that is just, it's ubiquitous now, right? Everyone's experiences. I, 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 <laughs> I've thought of this a couple of times. Like if I were going to invent something that would like psychically emotionally harm as many people as I could think of, it would be dating apps. <laughs> <laughs> how could I, how could I wreck the lives of, of uh, so many, many people all at many. once? Yeah. And, and have them so dependent on me. Yeah. Uh, right. It would be a dating app. And I, and mainly because I think, you know, it's, it's very structure lends itself to uh, what he experiences frequently. Um, and, and we know a couple of things about dating apps, like, 20% of people on dating apps are having a good time. <laughs> they are getting all the swipes and all the looks and all the contacts and 80% are not. Yeah. And that is a giant lack of success rate for people. For sure. Right. Yeah. But they don't advertise that, I, by the way, that's not, never advertised. They never talk about it. I worked oh, for, not. I worked for a dating app uh, from Oh four until not app. It was a website from Oh four to Oh yeah. eight. And, I can tell you from firsthand experience, although we never said it publicly, is like two or three percent of people were having any kind of success on there. Oh yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, and when I say twenty percent, those are just people getting swiped on. You're right, right. Uh-huh. Ultimate success, and it doesn't mean it doesn't happen for some people. Yay for you guys! But for the rest, uh, it's a it's a big percentage. Um, what's funny is I have a client who is in definitely in that twenty percent, and. I feel like I have to wrestle that thing, that phone out of her hand because it, she's using it to feel validated and feel good about herself when she feels crappy. So, and it works because she's in the 20% that gets, she has the right picture and the right height and size and all the things that give you the swipes. And so, um, and, and so that is, it, it's being used as a tool for different reasons for different people. Yeah. So anyway, it is the tool to crush a whole generation of daters. Um, and I think it's, it's worked wonderfully. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know who's the evil mastermind. <laughs> it's worked out great for them. Yeah. Um, anyway, but th- the point being like, it is a ripe, ripe place to have this rejection. Um, if it, you don't have rejection dysphoria before dating apps, you will definitely have it after it. It's, it's a way to, it's like cuts right to a, a lot of our fears. And I've talked about this on the show before. It's kind of my uh, guiding principle to human beings is that we have some really basic needs. And when those needs are not met, we get, we can get pretty reactive about them for very good reason. Cause they need survival. So some core ones being fear of rejection, um, you know, fear of being abandoned. Right. And so you take a dating app as a place to, be vulnerable, even though it's not, it's not real, but it's still you. So it's real, if that makes sense. Um, and you're, there's all these protections like that are supposed to make you not hurt so bad. But then say you're chatting with someone like our emailer describes, and then they suddenly drop you, no explanation. I mean, ghosting is a thing. It is a rampant thing sure. and it is a common thing. And it strikes to the core of this thing as humans. We do not do well with there. It, it represents um, just lack of love, lovability, worthiness, just uh, goes right to the core of that. And we have to get, we have to protect ourselves from that. So I always have rules when people are working with me that they can, they can only do dating apps with my, if they have to follow my rules. <laughs> right. 
And they are very strict. Like you get one app and you get to do it for one month and you can only talk to three people and you have to get on a date with that person within a week. And they're just like, oh, this is awful. I'm like, really? Or do you just want to do dating apps the rest of your life? Yeah. No, Um, And that's mainly because it's so damaging. It can be so damaging. And he's responding. He's lashing out because he's getting hit right in that wound. And there is no recourse. There is no way to feel better. There is no. And so he's lashing out. They're like, whoa, dodged a bullet. And he gets this cycle just becomes vicious. Yeah. Yeah. In some way. Well, yeah. It's a self-fulfilling circle of. Mm-hmm. Uh, problems there so um uh what's the thing i was gonna say about that uh if you oh ghosting for those who maybe don't know what that means because there's gonna be somebody out there who doesn't it's like somebody who's mm-hmm. like you're talking to them and then suddenly it's as if they don't even know you exist you're just done right and you mm-hmm. don't hear anymore so if a friend of yours that you text with every week let's say suddenly stops entirely blocks you on everything and just never says a word to you you've been ghosted right yeah that's the idea yeah. okay Right. And that is a a core psychic wound, emotional wound for anyone. Now, put put everyone take a second, pick someone you really care about in your life, and imagine them ghosting you. And if you don't get a pang in your heart, you're a robot, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh no, I'm a robot. I'm just kidding. No, I can. I it's terrifying. That yeah. is a terrifying actual thing to think about happening when you've been vulnerable and you need someone and you care about something. And these are mini versions of that because maybe you don't know someone very well, but it's re re um, wounding something that's probably already yeah. been wounded. So, so let's talk about the social anxiety piece for a second um, and how this is, is connected. Um, okay, so I had a conversation with a certain person recently who was talking about their communication struggles and what's happening is while the other person is talking and this is a young person and just not a lot of experience. Right. So trying to figure it out. And they said, okay, while the person's talking, I'm thinking something pops in my head. It's like another story that's somehow related, right? That's how our brains work. Like right now you guys are thinking of things to say, Uh (laughs) (laughs) right? It's normal. This is what happens in human communication. But what it means is you're not as good at listening. And if you lose the thread of what they're talking about, because you are talking to another 13-year-old or whatever, then you only have your story in your head, and now you got to catch up, and it's awkward, and you, you, you know, maybe haven't figured out how to do that. So we were talking about just different strategies. And, and I want to tell that story, because I think there's not a 13-year-old, and there is not not a 13-year-old in, inside of all of us. And I can prove it. Think of the last time... You heard about a party you were not invited to. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> or think about a, a an activity that was going on or something that you just didn't know about to the last minute. Yeah. yeah. Or, I mean, do you guys have examples of this? Like, how can we trigger our insecure, nobody likes me, maybe, I don't know, where do I stand? Well, is it weird that it... I think I think it might have we might have to talk about something other than parties because if somebody invites me to a or if somebody doesn't invite me to a party now I kind of go oh I freaking hate parties <laughs> dodge that bullet. don't really want to go yeah but oh, but, funny, I, yeah. but it works with other but stuff it, too like it, you know. well I think it would work if I said it was Chris oh shoot no, I can't remember his name to Metzen? make this sound cool Chris Metzen. yes oh and yeah he's he, in town and he invites he he flies 
you know, Brian out from Colorado to have a lunch, but you don't know about it. Oh yeah. I would, if that happened, like something, <laughs> something like that, or if I knew Liam O'Brien showed up in town and didn't, didn't call me or something, right. I would be like, what the, f- why, why didn't he? Yeah. yeah. So you, you can do, yeah, yeah. you can definitely do you, situations do you have like an that. Example? Oh yeah. It was like uh, a couple months ago. Um, when I went next door for, uh, uh, to give the next the crazy neighbors something that I borrowed or to ask for something or whatever. And I ring the doorbell and I know that they've got um, uh, rings so they can see me on their phones. And I'm waiting and then they come from across the street at another neighbor's house carrying, you know, the crazy Mrs. Crazy Neighbor carrying a glass of wine like they're, you know, they're both over there having a having a little party get together. <laughs> like, oh. What's going on? What's going on over there? Oh, anything, that, uh, anything I should yeah, know so about? The, mm-hmm. Anything I should know about? You mean yeah. bring some? Can I join you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it the, there's no faster track back to uh, that vibe, totally. right? Totally. Yeah, like, oh. and you are probably involved in one million things that someone else is observing and having that response to, right? So times. it's Bill, yeah, exactly. That I never all think about. Of us. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so then the difference might be from where that is so excruciating you don't function to like okay i gotta shake it off and i'm not 12 it's fine or you know whatever (laughs) is is like how many times that's been repeated or or and and this is where i you know this is about me bringing my therapy here but it's about going you know pretty young like where does this rejection start right the the not feeling safe to say what you think um and feel or that you're not so welcome, right? Because yeah. there's you. You can take two kids that on paper look identical. They're gonna have really different, maybe internal experiences with being accepted or rejected, um, for whatever reason, right? Um, and so that feedback loop starts a lot earlier. Starts with your primary caregivers. In fact, I was just looking at some research about uh, it's you know 40, 50 years old at this point, but they followed these. Uh, three groups of moms um, and their children for 45 years, for 35 years, I think. And these three groups were broken up into, they just observed the moms with the kids and their sort of natural, um, how much love and affection and doting they would give their kid and ranked them in three groups. And the kids who got the most love, the most sort of attention and just affection those are thriving adults. And obviously other things happen in life, but these other categories where mom was more cold or distant or, you know, and it's not to blame all the moms and the dads out there, but your first relationship of the first mirror that's showing you if if you're lovable sometimes doesn't give you that message. Um, And the other groups struggled much more with anxiety, struggled much more with different things. Now, anxiety can come on for different reasons, but if, if so don't draw the line too tight here, but there is this, what are my early experiences with safety, belonging? Um, I'm lovable. And those, if those are not fairly solid at a young age, then it's tricky as time goes on. Right. So then we can take bullying as an example of like, like blood in the water, right. Finding Mm. a a kink in someone or a a chink in someone's armor to be like, Oh, I know how to get that kid grabbing the most wounded uh, pack animal that you can find. Exactly. Uh, Or finding victims of different things is, is like you look for the kid that doesn't have that 
the the pack around them or the safety at home or you know and mm-hmm. and I worked a lot with with predators and sex offenders and I mean they, it wasn't even conscious them doing that but that's who they always chose mm-hmm. um sort of the animal and and it's just part of how our human species work as a pack society generally right okay so so let's take this email you are feeling these feelings you're having a lot of this experience and maybe you're naming it for yourself for the first time. Like now we have a name, there's this rejection sensitivity dysphoria. Um, or there is, you know, I have a wild mood swing when it, when it comes to rejection, I have this incredibly strong reaction to something not being safe, even if it's just portrayed as something fake on TV. That's a place to get really curious about. Like I don't have this internal stability and it's probably for a reason. So there may be some obvious things. You grew up in a in a home where you could say, okay, well, there was alcoholism and there was violence. And, you know, and the we talked about the ACEs study a long time ago. I don't know if you guys remember that, the acute the childhood experiences. Um, not acute. I'm saying the wrong word. Uh, anyway. That's not sounding familiar. No. It's not. Okay. ACEs. It's, it's the... <laughs> someone look it up for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's A-C-E-S or... Uh... A-C-E-S... Uh, Yes. Oh, come on. My brain is busted. Adverse. Thank you. Adverse, Adverse childhood experience okay. questionnaire. Okay. Got it. Okay. And it, it's connecting really difficult things people have gone through at, as children um, okay. and tying them to health outcomes. It's a huge health study. And what you find is that people die significantly younger, have more disease and different problems who've gone through these difficult childhood things. So I'll just give you a quick example because the internet's fast. Um, you know, so in the first 18 years of your life, did a parent or another adult in the household often swear at you, insult you, or put you down or humiliate you or make you afraid that you might be hurt? That is one. Okay. So well, if you say that. yes to that, your health outcomes, you know, start to plummet based hmm. on. Um, so another one, did a parent or other adult in the household often push, slap, grab, or throw something at you or ever hit you and leave a mark? Um, and so you go down the list. Um, sexual abuse is is in here um and telling, they, is it like different uh each of those questions weighted differently so this one has more of a chance of affecting you later in life this one has it, less of a chance and, you know. i don't know if someone has done that work possibly but i think it's more about the the accumulation like the mm. number of them so you have one or two it's much easier to be resilient than when you gotcha. have six or seven so, okay I mean, it doesn't mean people have obviously survived many of these things. Of course, yeah. But wow, does it, I mean, really what it's happening. So let me give you another one. Uh, Did you often feel that no one in your family loved you or thought you were important or special? So we're not, so they hit you or they don't think you're special are both really Mm. dangerous experiences and not special and like special, special, but just like important enough or your, your opinion mattered that kind of thing. Um, so it goes on in these different uh, ways. And so there's only sort of 10 questions, um, but depending on how many you have shows those outcomes. So if, but if I would sort of articulate what it is that's happening in any of these adverse childhood experiences, um, it's your potentially your body, body autom- autonomy, your emotional psychological autonomy, where development is thwarted by lack of safety, threat, um, or neglect, right? Like you're, yeah. you're in danger because you are either getting too much uh, negative attention um, 
and being harmed or you're being sort of seen as as not important enough, right? right? So I don't know our emailers situation at all. But when I would get curious about is maybe look at the adverse childhood experiences questionnaire, you can find it online and just see if any of those are, are resonating. And if any of them do, I, I would say there are definitely people who can probably navigate this and create social support systems and different things. But most people probably need psychological help with experiencing ACEs. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just that suddenly it's, it's making them this or that, but often it really has an impact longer term in relationships and clearly health outcomes and some other things. So to, to work probably through even, that trauma yeah. or grief is huge. Yeah. And probably even something that they don't even realize they're doing, yes. right? You're putting up a wall 100%. in every relationship and they don't know they're doing it or, should they? Uh, is this something they should go that process? Maybe do it with a therapist, like you know what I mean. One hundred percent. Okay. Yes. Don't WebMD yes, yes, this yes. necessarily. Uh, have somebody who's going to kind of direct you through it and help answer questions as you do it and all that. Yes. Let's do the list. Yeah. Let's do the questionnaire together. Yeah. <laughs> because there is a there is a specific reason for that. Um, so I had a recent conversation with someone who was older. I'm just liking my vague uh, pointing out people, <laughs> but um, a conversation with someone who was older complaining about how someone who was younger is getting all sorts of help after having a baby or after having surgery, something that this older person has done many times in their life. And that, and this is such a boomer response, right? Which is like, well, we didn't have that. Yeah. And so yeah. my next question was like, and how is that working out? Yeah, how's like that going? A lot of, a lot of people, right? Like, don't yeah. you think just supporting this person after surgery because they're 24 is just a good idea. Like yeah. it's a strange competitive response. Right. Yeah. And that is a, a, an example of what makes this ACEs stuff actually fairly um, precarious when you're working with anybody who isn't trained. So a friend, a family member, I mean, they may be part of these things. They may have been in the same household or known you a long time and, how do we handle that you got slapped and kicked or ignored or I did. And now I'm supposed to respond to your challenge. Well, what am I going to use? I'm going to use my defense mechanisms to try to protect you too. Right. Right. Which is, Oh, it's not that big a deal. Yeah. Or just get outside and walk around. You'll feel better. Right. Why, why do we say those things to people with mental illness? Why would, why would those words ever come out of anyone's mouth? It's because this is what worked for me. So I will give you that. Now, did it work for you? Or did you go through any of these things? Or are you still like drinking yourself to sleep every night? You know, like it's, yeah. it, it, we, we tend to give advice out of our wounds rather, rather than out of our um, sort of processed, you know, therapeutically guided scars. Yeah. We're coming out of our wounds, which means we're going to give defense mechanisms. We're going to give our projections and our biases. And so when you go to somebody to say, hey, let's talk about why I am so afraid of rejection. If they are also afraid of rejection, which everyone is and haven't done their work, you're going to get responses that might make this way worse and even get rejected again. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. Huh. I, 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 um, the, the hard part would be, I feel like the world is made up of two people. One that says, rub some dirt in it and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And then this other, the other one that says, I don't really know the best thing to do and I bet I need some help and then I'll trust the dex- experts and all of that. But 
don't know if you've ever had to deal with anyone who thinks rubbing dirt in it is all you need to do, but it's hard, man. It so is. like if everybody around is. you has always said the, whatever the equivalent of rub some dirt on it, you'll be fine. I, that's, that's really hard to try to mm-hmm. just reconcile. Cause that's just what, that's all, you know, like if a father figure told you that or, or whoever, I mean, I understand, a, I understand like a basket or a football coach telling, saying that, even though I still disagree with it, but it's like, you know, if a kid gets hurt, ah, walk it off. You're Rush fine. it off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just seems <laughs> damaging. One of my former neighbors has a kid who, um, we just went to watch his homecoming game and, uh, the team just got kind of slaughtered, yeah. but he got an injury of, uh, um, his finger got caught between two helmets Ow. during the pileup and it's bloody. It's not broken, but he's going to lose the nail. It's all black and purple now. And, and, and he's like, uh, coach, I, you know, I, I might need to miss practice. No, you're not missing any practices. You, you can, uh, you can still play. It's like, oh man, jeez. <laughs> Jeez. Ow. So he's he's definitely of that brush it off and you know put some dirt in it and, and everything will be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. Now hold well, some I, dirt and, on and it. Can oh I gosh. speak to that for a second? First of all, I have my son is playing football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh we are we're having the exact opposite experience. They are so careful. These coaches mm. are just like I mean, they're kids, right? And yeah. and yeah. We, my kids go to a nerd school. They're never going to win a championship. Like, <laughs> there's no right. fooling yourself. They still are serious, but like, I don't know. I mean, they're just trying to build a program around the right thing to do with a sport that is dangerous, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it builds a lot of confidence in parents, I have to say, because um, I would not have normally let my kid play football. Is this Elliot, by the play. way? It's Elliot yeah. playing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is to- um, totally, if you'd have told me like, I don't know, five years ago, hey, I bet Elliot plays football, I would have said, oh, never. no way. He wouldn't even play, get within a foot of a kid playing soccer because he was afraid he'd hurt them. Yeah. yeah. So he's very, I mean, and and he's, he's, it's, yeah, it's still hard for me, I'll be honest. Okay, but yeah. mm-hmm. we have a very different experience. I think they've made it possible because of the way they treat this. But let's talk about why you wouldn't do that, right? Like. I mean, I don't know why all these coaches are good at this Probably because these parents demand it. But um, I do think if you think about the coach, that's not good at it. The coach is just like, suck it up. Now Mm -hmm. translate that to anyone. Why do they need to tell you that? Why are they uncomfortable with your pain, your black finger that has now (laughs) lost a nail? (laughs) Right. Why are they uncomfortable with you not taking care of yourself? Why would that be a, a thing? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't have a good answer for that. Well, I'm going to guess. I mean, we'll stick with football for a minute, but I'm going to guess yeah. if you're coaching football, you played football. Yeah, probably. And I'm going to guess you were back in the era where you got your <laughs> That's a good point. and everyone yeah. laughed. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. Like if you, you if it's... you were a, if you're a, some Gen X coach, which is likely because, you know, that's kind of the age of these yeah. guys now, 45 to, you know, 50 year old dudes. You grew up when I did where they did weekly jock checks and, you know, <laughs> look down your pants to see if you're wearing a jock. And then, you know, if you didn't do something right, they kind of push you, push you across the room with their foot and say, you know, we'll clean up the clean up the locker room then or whatever. Go like do, there was just do a, laps or yeah. go right. Give me, yeah. you know, just a different ups. kind of zone back then. You know, there is. Yeah. There is. It also could be because he doesn't want he doesn't want to have different degrees of that with other kids too. Right. Yeah. You know, the kids saying, Oh, I got a stomach thing. ache. If, if you know, <laughs> Billy can be out with his bad finger, I have, I have a bad stomach ache right now. Right. Right. Totally. Okay. So, so right there is a great example of like, there are probably, 
fairly good reasons to try to control a thing that could get, you know, everyone's like, oh, sweet. This is the vibe. We can just take a day off if I don't feel good. You know, like there is some value to like trying to create a culture that, you know, we give our best or, you know, whatever. Sure. But I would argue, and this is, I mean, beyond football, of course, is that if you're really uncomfortable when someone is not feeling well, they, they're not okay emotionally, something is going on, they set a boundary, um, they know what they need, want, think, or feel, you likely didn't get that freedom yourself. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's, it's not something, or, or just even, hey, taking the time to talk it through with someone, if that wasn't modeled to you and you've never had that, that's not in your repertoire, right? Mm-hmm. You're just like, stop it. Yeah. I'm so, uh, because, I, because I'm the parent, you know, like what were the words said to you when you ever ser- tried to express those boundaries? Um, and this is hard, right? We are all products of the people who came before us. Yeah. And the people who come in after you, you're just doing the best with what you have. <laughs> Um, and so when people are like, I'm not having children, I'm like, I get that. Like, you want to stop this chain. Um, but just this idea though, of, of what are your, what's your comfort with your own feelings, what you've been through, have you processed anything? And so it might be really hard. And and I speaking to this generationally, Gen Z is like, this is what I have. I have 15 labels and I need you to accommodate that. And you're talking to a boomer who's like, I was not allowed a feeling like not even one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's really, they're running into each other because this is hard and it's hard for both, both versions, both sides of this. Right. So anyway, going back to the the emailer though, like, so what are you, those are the questions I get curious about. What's the origin story for, um, this challenge and, and social situations, like going back to that idea, right. I'm, I'm going to go to a party and I'm supposed to be talking to people and, I'm having a hard time actually listening because I'm so worried how I'm being perceived. When that's the case, there's some stunted maybe development that is, it, that's an 11, 12, 13 year old response. Once those hormones hit and the whole world starts staring at you in your mind, um, if you're stuck in that, and that's what often social anxiety is about, is being stuck in the mode that I'm going to humiliate myself, say the wrong thing. You know, there is some natural battery draining that comes from I'm with people or not with people. And I don't mean that. I mean, and some people really thrive and other people are just like, I'm tired. I don't want to go to that party. It's more about what is actually happening if you are super stressed out. You know, if you could watch a video of what's happening in your head, is it the whole time you're stressed and worried and you're not, you're not listening, you're not connecting, you don't really know how. Yeah. Um, and then that person rejects you or you perceive they're projecting or, or um, rejecting you. You don't actually know. You don't check in. <laughs> like you're just going to have this self-fulfilling prophecy happen over and over and over again. It's, it's a hard uh, thing to break. And so, yeah, talking to someone who is can help you get out of social anxiety cycles is, is going to be helpful. There's sure. some things to read. There's some things to practice, um, you know, so a couple things, this young person and I had this discussion was to check with the person if, but like have them repeat if you didn't understand what they said or um, check if you're making sense, just kind of a check in without being repetitive. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but just some version of like, let's practice. Is this listening working? How to active listen? 
but I'm talking to a 12 year old who has a lifetime to practice some of these skills. Most of us did not get any help to do this when we were younger. You're just thrown in or like, what's wrong with you, et cetera. Right. Right. So we need to have a lot of compassion that maybe we just didn't get the things we needed when we were younger, but you can get some of those now. Yeah. I remember when we were, I don't know, you wouldn't remember this. I guess you'd have been too young, but Mark, Mark, uh, my brother, Mark was a coach or a Mm -hmm. co-coach for our baseball team. Yeah. And I was, I think I was eight and I was not athletic. I was just a dopey, stringy looking (laughs) dummy, right? No big deal. (laughs) But I played and um, it may have been soccer. I don't remember which team it was, but anyway, I remember so vividly and it just adults just don't know that they're doing this sometimes, but so vividly we had um, like a, a thing at the park where it was like the end of the season and everybody was going to get trophies for how they did that year and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. this guy got up and he's giving them out and all these, you know, star players on the team and we were all eight and nine, but they were pretty good. And you know, they're the ones that made goals They They went first and, and all yeah, of that goals in baseball. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or whatever. It may have been soccer. Now <laughs> that I think about it. Anyway, they get, oh, okay. they get to me and, uh, I never forget this. The guy that was partnered with Mark as head coach, you know, there were co-coaches. Yeah. He goes, and, uh, we got one here for Scott, little Scotty Johnson. And let's just say, well, he definitely showed up to the games. Ha ha ha. Laughed, you know, whatever. And a bunch of other people laughed. And then he handed me this thing and Mark was pissed. He was really mad. I remember him being so mad and actually took that guy over in some corner and yelled at him. Um, But I remember feeling like the lowest I could possibly feel uh, in that situation. And it did stick with me. But what also stuck with me, which is why I'm a big believer in like standing up for people who need it, was Mark standing up for me. That made a huge difference. So I'm dealing with this guy who's a total a-hole and he's like, oh, well, at least you showed up. Doesn't really realize what he's saying to somebody who yeah. you know, needs all the Little encouragement kid. they can get. And then to have somebody there who would go to bat right then and not mm-hmm. laugh with everybody else and all of that, crucial for me. Yeah. I think had yeah. that gone a different way, I don't know where, I'd, you know, I don't know what would have done to me. Would have made it worse yeah. for sure. Right. Um, but yeah, you don't realize what you're doing or saying, man. You just, with kids especially, you just got to be, I don't know, you got to be smart about it. You got to be better. Right. It has to be way more, and you know, my favorite phrase is take out your garbage, right? Yeah. Like, if you need to be cruel and laugh at, you know, get a laugh for because of a kid, Yeah. like your garbage isn't taken out. No, <laughs> get that garbage out. And a huge part of that might just like it. You can think some stuff, <laughs> like, but until you're real old, you're not allowed to say them because you are going to harm someone else. And that might just mean like, you know, maybe, maybe you have no sense of that experience. And you know, so doing your own work is it's just it's just so important. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm hearing this story, and I'm <laughs> I'm very nervous because Adam and I are going to coach Elliot's basketball team this. Fall, fun, fun. And I'll tell you what I'm good at. I am good at being coached. I am good at playing basketball. I am good at how it's played. I am not good at coaching. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Adam, on the other hand, cannot dribble a ball without me laughing at him because he's so bad. But he is such a good coach, which is why we're a team. So I'm the head coach, which is funny. 
And then he is going to actually make these kids feel good. And so my goal this, this season is, you know, these are the kids that they're, they're can't spend the money or the crazy time to be on these crazy teams. You're, you're aware of like traveling teams and oh, yeah. all these, Oh my gosh, it's, it's an insanity. It's, I don't it's, even know. It's an understand. entire, it's an entire culture. It's the weirdest it's thing. It's terrifying. Yeah. It's just parents, they're their kids. Anyway, yeah. uh, but this, so it's gotta be a lot of fun, but I also don't like to lose. I don't know guys. I feel like I'm going to need some support. In the next <laughs> <laughs> Because I can, can confirm I, when I used to go to Windy Sports stuff, uh, whatever it was, baseball. Heal thyself. Exactly. Right. Physician. Yeah. Uh, when you it. when we used to go to your games when you were playing back when we were kids, um, she was on fire, dude. You were like, huh. I'm gonna, oh, I'm, I will, I will end you good. kind of attitude. She would make, like if somebody, well, whatever. When you were in the thick of it, you were as competitive as anybody, but you weren't like a jerk. You were just no, no, but it. I really think it's fun to win. And yeah. that is not what a parent should be saying as a coach. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm going to keep my mouth shut and just have them do drills and stuff. And we'll let Adam do all the warm and fuzzy parts. But yeah. uh, it, what it's really it, to do your best. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and someone said to me like, Oh, you could just do therapy with them. And I'm like, I don't understand how, how can I also do therapy and right. make them improve? And yeah, they're, yeah. they're like, well, yeah. I don't know. So I've been trying to think of how I can, but in the end, what I think I'm going to do is handle the parents. That's going to be where I shine. Yeah, which is yeah. Setting up go. expectations like, hey, guys, I was you on the sideline, furious yeah. <laughs> that this coach does not know what they're doing. Sure. So I'm yeah. putting my money where my mouth is, and we'll talk by the flagpole after the game. I can't, <laughs> I can't wait to hear. I'm scared. I'm so scared. Uh, it's going to be terrifying. It's going to be great. And I think, Elliot, yeah. um, so you have the whole other added baggage of when your parents are the coach versus it just being mm-hmm. some guy or yeah. some friend's dad. Yeah. That's always a little weird. So you totally. have to navigate that. But let me that. tell you this. Yeah. The, the coach last year, literally, he used – Ableist slurs is the best way I can pronounce or call that mm. towards the kids. Yeah. Like you're running so slow, blank, blank. I mean, and Elliot, who is 13 years old, had to tell him to stop and it was not okay, yeah. which I'm proud of him for. He's such a but little, like, he's a warrior. Cause kid. he's a dad, dude. Yeah. That kid's a dad. He so he is thrilled yeah. to have us as, as coaches because he won't have to babysit. Well, he doesn't know yet about me. I might need some babysitting, but <laughs> he doesn't have to babysit, at least from a, a human decency perspective. And I, I think that's just what's hard, right? It was just some kid's dad, and he just shouldn't have been there. And yeah. it's because they needed – anyway. So yeah, it's going to be funny because I'm sure these kids won't know how to play. And <laughs> – it's yeah. be good. I don't know. I made this about me, guys. Clearly, it's a problem. Yeah, it's I don't make it about Wendy. Yeah, uh, Elliot's a good kid. I think he'll keep you in line. You'll be you'll be fine. I think so too. I yeah. think so too. You guys um, should meet this anyway, kid. He's but, great. But the pre- the the reason it came up, and also your story of like how powerful an influence people are on young minds, right? Like young developing, you're developing your identity, your sense of self, your value. Am I lovable? Am I am I rejectable? Those are those are scary moments to be a part of, and every adult should take it very seriously. Yeah. Um, but it's hard, especially when we're triggered and we don't know what to do with it. And so I, I would just want to encourage this emailer: like, there's enough in here that you really ought to think about finding someone to talk to. And and here's the hard thing, right? The thing you're most afraid of is the thing you're about to have to do with a stranger. Yeah, which is share what's real for you. And worry that they will reject you. Yeah. I was and say. that's why when therapists do 
do stupid crap like that sometimes, it's more damaging than anything you could possibly imagine because that person took a risk. And so I understand that, but making a couple phone calls beforehand, emailing potential therapists, just getting a vibe check, reading up their bios, like finding a way, you know, Didn't you give us a link once for like, basically it was like Yelp for therapists or something? Yeah. So it's, uh, psychologytoday.com is my favorite one. There's a therapist.com one as well that I, it's newer. And so it doesn't maybe have as many people, but you can, sometimes they'll have a video you can watch. They'll have a write up about what they help with. Um, if this person wants to email me and just give me a, a couple pieces of information, I'd be happy to help them search for that. Um, because there are some code words. It's not like it's meant to be code, but like they do certain kinds of therapy. Um, they're trained in certain styles. I would definitely want someone who's, I don't know anything about this guy. I'm making this part up, but I would want someone who's trauma informed and is going to do certain kinds of work with, uh, can help work on very old wounds with people. Um, because, you know, rejection dysphoria comes from a, a time ago it's not a recent thing right usually right. um and that's why it's so prevalent with adhd folks because they're the adhd has created some situations where they're getting rejected and can ha- make them hyper aware of that rejection but not really knowing how it came about because they were either paying attention or something like that so um anyway so yeah i would want a couple things for for this emailer to have and and sometimes that's just helpful to have another pair of eyes go. Person seems like they would fit your needs. So feel free to reach out to me. Yeah. Um, you can email me at uh, admin at real steps is probably the last email I can think of. Yeah. <laughs> that works. Yep. I get all the time. So. <laughs> yeah. I, admin love, at I love how steps. boring it is. Admin at real steps. Yeah, and yeah. it's only me that User gets it. I'm ad- the admin. <laughs> 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 I think I have another one. Wendy. At <laughs> real steps too. I don't. You I'm probably do. I, you probably have Wendy with an I at realsteps.org, right? Steps. Adam would have done yeah. that. But, yeah. but just trust me, admin will come to me. Okay, All right. <laughs> and only me. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I'd be I'd be happy to 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 help with that because it's really can be overwhelming, and you you want to get it right. It is like dating. <laughs> you got to find someone that matches, and that's hard because being vulnerable while matching up with someone is. Yeah, that's tricky. It's right? not easy. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we'd love to no, hear no how this goes. Long. So email us back. Let us know what you end up doing. And um, uh, if, if this is also a good reminder to people that if you feel like you were too late for a subject, don't let that hold you back from emailing us. You can still send it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for sure. We'll find something in there. We that follow-ups all the time. Yeah. yeah, we love follow-ups. Not an issue. Uh, excellent. Well, Coach Dunford, um, I hope. <laughs> I hope the team. When does the season start? Basketball's weird. So timing, I'm so. going to spend eight hours on Saturday being trained, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna learn this, you guys. I could do this. This is my scary thing. So in real steps, we're doing uh, t- this week is scary week, and so you know we're doing all sorts of things to learn about anxiety and stuff. And one of the things is you have to do something scary every day, yeah. and sometimes making a phone call to like set up an appointment is the scariest thing you could do in a day. Yeah. So it's really small stuff, but I chose the ginormous I'm going to coach for the next six months. <laughs> so anyway, it starts, I think, after Halloween. So, nice. you know, nice. keep me in your thoughts what's and prayers, team? everyone, so what's no the, one gets hurt. What's the team name? You guys an animal or what the are bears. you? The Bears. The Bears. Nice. Bears. All right. Well, I have high hopes for the whole season. Uh, good luck with that. <laughs> Um, and we'll talk again next week before yeah. Halloween happens. Ooh. Yeah. We'll see you later, Wendy. Bye. Bye.
realsteps.org, everybody. That's where you want to go. All right. Well, we've come to the part of the show, the sad part, Brian. Oh. Where we have to leave. However, there's yeah, lots yeah, of content yeah. coming today at 1 p.m. You got your Coverville live. Don't forget that. That's Don't right. miss Red it. Red hot chili peppers. That's right. Be naked like flea and be there. Um, <laughs> couch party tomorrow. We are going to do at least one, possibly more. It depends a little bit on a schedule issue, but uh, we're going to watch at least one episode of uh, Creep Show. Creep Show. Thank you. Couldn't remember the name I'm of the name. Since you've got your shutter. Uh, subscription let's watch some creep show yeah let's do a little halloween fun i haven't it's a show you know i'm familiar with the movies but i never saw the show and i've heard good things about the show so yeah we're gonna check it out watch it together on the tms patron couch party that's tomorrow at our normal time 3 p.m mountain uh if you know about it you know how to get in there so be a part of that if you know you know that's right normally core would be tonight but uh, john's got a thing so we have bumped it a day to friday and uh, that'll be live right around 5 p.m friday night uh, here uh, at the same link so come watch us hang out and talk then and film sack on Saturday we're watching Cat's Eye more good Halloween times right there uh-huh. a movie that was forbidden fruit for Wendy and I growing up <laughs> which is surprising because it's so innocuous it really is right like I, yeah. I haven't seen it ever but from what I understand yeah. my mom overreacted on this one like this is really the exorcist yeah. or, you're going to be blown away by like oh this this was it yeah this isn't the exorcist or Hellraiser mom which somehow I watched those back then, so pff, whatever. Yeah. I'm sure she's listening. Um, anyway, so, oh, how's your mom? Everything going okay? Uh, she's fine. Yeah, she's back home. Uh, she's getting, I text her every morning. I have an alarm on my phone to remind me to to check in on her every morning at a certain time. That's good. And uh, she's getting better and better every uh, every day. That's fantastic to hear. Yes. We got to yes. watch. I mean, Brian and I are the age where we got to keep an eye on our moms. Got to watch our moms. Yeah. Uh, there also will be a uh, guess the connection tomorrow before couch party. Oh, so great! Two p.m. Two p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, Twitch TV slash Coverville. I still haven't been able to give away these uh, Masters of the Universe figures, so somebody's got to win them. Oh, get in there, get that done. Exactly. Don't let He Man win. <laughs> uh, real quick, to the finale of the entire. Uh, Heroes of the Waste campaign for There Will Be Dungeons oh, is on wow. Saturday. Yeah, that's right. And we have to we have to we have to sew things up. A because that was the plan, but B the Fergusons are about to have baby number two. <laughs> gonna, their time is about to get really limited. <laughs> yeah, so we uh, we need to we need to sew things up. So we are uh, going to be uh, live on Saturday at our normal time. You can find it on our calendar, and uh, I think that's two p.m. Yeah, two to five on Saturday. And we are going to finish that thing up. What will happen to Nash, Stanley, Hope, and Varel? Well, you'll have to tune in and find out. Mm. Uh, same, same. St- and there's always the podcast. We want to catch up there. Totally fine. And YouTube. Yeah, I uh, need to actually because now that I've been playing so much D and D, I'd love to hear how other people sound doing it if they sound as dumb as me. Yeah, I mean, it'll only take you. you know, <laughs> it only took us five years to do this campaign, so it's you know not right? a lot of content. <laughs> Uh, it'll be a real quick read uh, or listen. Anyway, that's it for that. I want to thank a patron who's been here since 2014. Yeah, that's right. Some love out to Adam Owens, a longtime subber and a friend of the program. If you would like to be like Adam, join today. It doesn't really matter how long you've been here. It's just that you're here. Just that you're here. Yeah. Exactly. So sign up at patreon.com slash TMS. I just put out the October art for the month. Uh, I really like how it turned out. So uh, if you want prints and cards and audio content and all kinds of other stuff all the time well there's no better place than patreon.com slash tms and for everything else you'll find it all linked over at patreon or sorry over at frogpants.com slash t m 
S. Okay. Yes. Should we do uh you want to do a song or what do you think? Okay. Uh let's do a song. I'm in the mood. I'm in the mood, Scott, Great. to do a song. Me so let's too. do a song. Uh Mike Jones wrote in and says, Hello, Scotland and Bulgaria. On October 15th, I reach my 40th birthday and my life will finally begin. My all-time favorite band is Manic Street Preachers, and on a previous birthday I requested a cover by them, so this time I'm requesting a cover of them. I'd love to hear Shark's cover of Motown Junk, but if that's not possible, any other cover of the Manics will be great. Thanks, Mike Jonas, aka Ognock Jones, on the rare occasions that I'm able to listen uh live p.s is it too early to get it oh yeah oh oh yeah uh, oh yeah what's that from oh, oh yeah. yeah uh did we have a thing that an oh, says, yeah. oh yeah do a search what do you have for oh yeah uh, let's see here okay we'll do a manual search because this one's not showing up right away let's do uh oh i don't yeah. know what uh okay so i have a is it this one? Oh yeah is it that guy I doubt it. I don't, I don't recognize that one. Is it Jury doing... Oh, yeah? Is that it? Oh, I'll bet that's it. I'll bet that's totally it. How yes. about this one? Oh, yeah? yeah. <laughs> From Fargo? <laughs> I got a few oh, yeahs. So. I think Funny. I played all everything right. you could have wanted, so... Congrats. I'm sure you wanted one of those. Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, Motown Junk, not to be confused with Uptown Funk. Motown Junk by Sharks. This is from the Japanese version of their No Gods album, which came out in 2012. Here is their cover of the Manic Street Preachers, who I'm going to see in less than a month. Woo! Uh, with Motown Junk. <laughs>
time of slavery Songs of love echo under class betrayal Stop your heart beating for one, six, eight seconds Stop your brain thinking for one, six, eight seconds Motown jungle lifetime of slavery Songs of love echo under class betrayal Stop your heart beating for one, six, eight seconds Stop your brain thinking for one, six, eight seconds We live in a bug now We destroy rock and roll This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. <laughs> oh.